Welcome to Black Girl Squee, the podcast where we celebrate black film genius with a squee. I am your co-host, Enda Lauren, also known as Enda's Corner on Twitter. I'm Didi. I go by Death's Daughter on Twitter. And you can find Black Girl Squee on Twitter at Black Girl Squee. We are also on Tumblr and Apple Podcasts and Google Play. If you want to support the show, we have a Patreon. You can look us up, Black Girl Squee, there as well. As we said before, we are on Twitter at Enders Corner and at Dustarter individually and collectively at Black Girl Squee. And you can also email us at blackgirlsquee at gmail.com. Also, again, our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Podcasts, and your favorite podcaster, which podcatcher which you can use finding our RSS feed. I screw that up every time. But you can also find all of our episodes at blackgirlsquee.simplecast.fm, our podcast home. And in a way of housekeeping, we do have a spoiler policy, and that is we spoil shit. Sorry, not sorry. If we talk about it, we're probably going to spoil it. Also, as you heard in the beginning, we squee really loud. We cuss a lot as you heard me say, and we talk about dick yes. a lot. So again, we are not sorry. Okay. So with that out of the way, let's get to our squeeworthy news. And Diddy, you want to start us off there? Okay, I'll run through this quick. A lot of casting news. Naomi Aki joins this cast of Star Wars Episode Nine. Uh, this is the one that J.J. Um, Abrams is coming back to direct. Um, Aki is a black British actress who appeared in the 2016 movie Lady Macbeth. Uh, she won an, a British Independent Film Award for Most Promising Newcomer for that role in Lady Macbeth. She also Ooh. appeared in um, Doctor Who. Uh, so just get the gather your protection squads together because um, Star Wars is just one of many uh, toxic fandoms that oh. that goes after um, women of color, people of color, women of color, but especially women of color uh, who dare to enter their fandom or um, be cast in the the um, movies and shows that they um, supposedly love. So we're going to talk more about toxic fandoms later. And uh, um, just uh, we're going to have to get out our 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 swords and shields again because um, yep, um, mm. she will no doubt need some protection from harassment. So. Naomi yep. Aki, we uh, wish you the best, and uh, we got you, girl. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Um, Laverne Cox will guest star in uh, Jordan Peele's sci-fi anthology called Weird City. Weird City is a six-episode comedic sci-fi series that is set to air on YouTube Premium in 2019. Everybody's trying to have their own like streaming service now. So I guess yeah, okay. YouTube is uh, on that again, um, on that mm. too. Um, 
So Laverne Cox will be a part of this anthology. Um, Rosario Dawson and LeVar Burton have also been cast in uh, Weird City. So props to her. And um, yeah, from what I've heard about uh, Orange is the New Black, it's good that Laverne got out when she did. Oh, yes. she's off the show now. I I don't know. They I they. I well, nobody watched. I haven't works. been. I haven't heard her mentioned as being on that show in a while. And I've heard they've oh. done some bullshit to um, Danielle Brooks's character. And I just uh, uh, I can't go back. Anyway. Yeah, like nobody talks about the show anymore. Now it's like. When they killed Puse, that was just it. Yeah. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We don't give a shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's when we were done. That's when we both bounced. Yep. Um, <laughs> uh, Disney acquired a pitch for a live-action fairy tale about an African princess called Shade. Uh, the story is based on an original idea from Ola Shokumbi and L- Lindsay Reed Palmer. And director Rick Famuia is attached to the project. Famuia, Famuia, <laughs> Jesus Christ, um, yeah. <laughs> is is the director and writer of the movie Dope, and he had yes. been attached to the Flash, but things fell through with that. Oh, anyways. So hopefully he'll be back with this fairy tale. That is, that, sh- that sounds pretty cool. And finally, um, Insecure's Natasha Rothwell has been cast as, in uh, Wonder Woman 1984. And this is the sequel to last year's Wonder Woman movie with Gal Gadot and Chris Pine. Um, uh, Rothwell, Rothwell's role is as yet unspecified. Um, uh, of course, um, most people know Rothwell as a writer and co-star on HBO's Insecure, where she plays Kelly. So to all of these ladies, uh, getting these jobs, getting these checks, we give a big... Okay, and we also have some music news. And the first up... I hope you did not miss this, but Layla Hathaway graces NPR's Tiny Desk Concert, and, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're going to have to squeeze all that stuff in a minute and foot up. If you didn't see it, well, correct yourself and go watch it after the show. Uh, Hathaway, she performed three songs, Change Your Life, uh, Boston, and Honestly. She also said that she and her keyboardist took several flights to get to DC, <laughs> but hey, this is Layla Hathaway. She 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 works it out. She she works it. And also, she released a deluxe version of her album Honestly that was released last year, and it has remixes of several songs. And she released this last month. If for some reason you did not pick up that album, what is your life? And so <laughs> go good. pick it up. Yeah, but um, yeah, we'll get back to that. And um, also in um, music news, the internet, that group that Sid the Kid is in, well, she doesn't go by Sid the Kid anymore, but she said they released their new album called Hive Mind, 
it is their first album since their 2015 um, uh, um, Ego album, Ego Death. Yeah, and so this gets all of them back together because they've been doing some solo projects and side projects and stuff. And they, they've they actually also been rolling out a few a few singles that you might have seen. No Roll, Burbank Funk, Lighty Da, and uh, there was another one, Come Over. Yeah. So they've been uh, rolling those out, and they finally just released the album last week, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, they always do some really, you know, good, interesting stuff. And, you know, they, this very, you know, really cool kind of, you know, queer collective of um, just really eclectic uh, group of people, you know, that just kind of, you know, the, well, I guess we would call them, you know, the weird black kids. <laughs> But, you know, they're not really weird. They're just being who they are. And so, yeah, this is a, some really good R&B. And I don't know why that's okay. Some R&B, you know, funk. You know, if you like that type of stuff, you know, check out the album. Check it out. Yeah, so. it's, it's really it's really smooth. It's really just very smooth and very chill. Except for maybe the last three or four songs where it seems like Sid's getting back at old exes. <laughs> We're not getting back at him, but just calling him out um, yeah. for not being shit. So, um, <laughs> but, you know, other than that, it's really, really smooth. Um, really chill. Um, um, it was, yeah, I really enjoyed listening to it. Um, so, yes, two. And also on the deluxe version of Honestly, um, <laughs> Layla has a remix of Call On Me, which is this really slinky, smooth uh, ballad. Um, but she has Red Man on <laughs> the remix. Oh my gosh. So if you want to oh hear what a Layla Hathaway Red Man collabo sounds like, check out the deluxe version of Honestly. And that's all I'm going to say about that. So, <laughs> and definitely listen to Layla Hathaway. Please don't let this be your first or your last time. Don't let it be your last time listening to Layla Hathaway because her voice yeah. is of the gods. Um, and she has been doing this since the 90s. Jesus. She's been doing it for so yes. long. Yes. She doesn't have and nearly the props she deserves, though. Yeah. And that's the thing. She's not overshadowed at all a bit by her dad's name. No. She has her own name. She embraces that. Yeah, she does. But she still, she has, like, if you knew nothing about him, you would still see that, you know, she may, you know, you know, I still kind of do in a way, yeah, maybe sometimes you get your talents from your dad. She has every bit of that talent that he has, but she has taken it and made her own, you know, made her own thing with it. Yeah, she definitely has, she's built her own career, you know. Yes. She has this wonderful voice, and she's worked with great collaborators to make mm-hmm. great songs. Um she just, yeah, I just wish that she she should be, with a voice that good, she should be just one of the biggest stars out there, but yeah. um, she's still, she's still, you know, the people that um, know her, love her, and appreciate her, 
So yes, very much. To okay, my baby's Layla Hathaway, <laughs> my contralto baby Layla Hathaway, and um, my other baby Sid from the internet. We give a big. <laughs> Seriously, call on me, Layla Hathaway, Red Man. Get, get your life. <laughs> um. Uh, just a little sports news um, before we get into the rest of the show. Um, Serena Williams, um, in her comeback from pregnancy, uh, made it to the Wimbledon final, but lost in straight sets to Angelique Kerber. Um, but not bad to come back. Yeah. Not bad to come back after having a baby, almost and dying. Um, yeah. Right. <laughs> and making the final. Um she uh Serena says um every single match I play whether I'm coming back from a baby or surgery or it doesn't matter these young ladies bring a game I've never seen before it's interesting because I don't even scout as much when I watch them play it's a totally different game than when they play me that's what makes me great I always play everyone at their greatest so I have to be greater okay girl She's like, <laughs> I can't even scout anymore because they play everybody else different than they play me. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm just that. I'm just the best. Yeah. <laughs> that was low key a boast. It was. It was. That was low key a flex. I'm not mad at her. <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's like, that's that's like, kind of like the humblest way of saying I'm no, I'm better than everybody else. It's totally a humble <laughs> brag. Oh my god! Yes, yeah. that's good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's why she's the queen. <laughs> yep. Um, Liz Cambage of the Dallas Wings uh, made WNBA history by being the um, by breaking the single game scoring record. Um, when she scored 53 points against the New York Liberty. Ooh. One one person scoring 53 points. Um, yeah, she, and then the next game, she went on to beat my Mystics. So, um, uh. <laughs> yeah, she scored 35 points then. And, uh, you know, you know, um, props to you, Liz, but, uh, yeah, we might leave my team alone. <laughs> Oh, man. Yeah, but that just goes to show, um, yeah, these these women basketball players, they do work. Yes. They do work just as much as the, the, the men that get paid loads and loads more than mm-hmm. even the biggest WNBA stars do. Um, like bench players get five times bench players in the NBA get five times as much as the biggest star in the WNBA, which is some bullshit. But, um, but they still do work. Uh, the WNBA all-star game was yesterday in Minneapolis, which is home of the Minnesota Lynx and one of their stars uh, Maya Moore won the MVP for the third consecutive time. 
Oh, wow. Um, Maya Moore is one of the um, best players in the WNBA. Um, her team has won four championships in the last seven years. Um, yeah, they're, the Lynx are like perennial favorites to be in the WNBA finals every year. Um, so, and Maya is one of the reasons why. So congrats to her and to Miss Cambage and uh, to, of course, to Miss Serena Williams. And to all of yeah. them, we give a big... <laughs> you want to get this one? Ooh. Oh, gosh. Okay, so... Now it's time to move on to Catch the Fade. Mm. And, oh, wow, people just really don't be knowing how to act. Nope. So our first one, you may have heard about Anna Jopp. And, well, let's just put it this way. You think Star Wars fans, the fandom of Star Wars, you think they're trash? Mm. It's like Teen Titans are giving them a run for their money. Yep. Okay, so you may have seen a trailer uh, about the new Teen Titans. Is yeah, a, a live-action reboot of Teen Titans, and in it, you may have seen an American actress named Anna Jopp. She's an American actress, but she was born in Dakar, Senegal. Uh, if she's familiar to you, she was a series regular on Twenty Four Legacy with uh, Corey Hawkins, who was in Straight Outta Compton. Well. She's been cast as Starfire in the live-action reboot of Teen Titans, and it's called Titans. And as soon as that trailer dropped, the fandom just really started giving her shit for being cast as Starfire. I mean, um, a couple months ago, there were some on-set cast photos, just still pictures of of Mm -hmm. the whole cast, and people just honed in on her to give her shit for her costume and her wig and her whatever. Just really terrible things. Like, But the thing is, the character she's playing, Starfire, this character is an orange-skinned alien and she has energy projection powers. But the fans, let's lose that, I'll use that term loosely, the fans, they're upset that Starfire is being played by a dark skin black woman so like you were just saying that people I think what they were saying when those pictures dropped they were saying she looked like a prostitute and stuff with, yes. her, with that for, for, for her fur um, jacket and stuff and I'm like uh, wait what how do you get that from what she's wearing racism yeah basically but, of course, now when the trailer dropped, she just got that all over again magnified. Mm-hmm. And so she finally she finally gave up. You know, she turned off her comments on her Instagram. And she, um, I don't know if she completely deactivated anything, but she kind of got run off social media. And so what she says is that too often social media is abused by some who find refuge in the an- anon- anonymity and detachment it provides. Misuse as a tool to harass, abuse, and spew hatred at others. This is weak, sad, and a direct reflection of the abuser. 
racist, derogatory, and or cruel comments have nothing to do with the person on the receiving end of that abuse. And What an accurate read. Yes. And it's just, see, it, this, oh my gosh, this is just every damn time, every time. I'm like, you see a black woman, especially a dark-skinned black woman, and you lose your fucking minds. Like, oh, yeah, I just, and it's, it's, it's not just, oh, it's not just the Star Wars fandom, although y'all did try to run Kelly Marie Tran off of social media. Um, uh, it's not just, um, I don't know, name any other fandom. It's every fandom. Mm Mm-hmm. It's every fandom. It's just, it's just these certain ones that are, are in the news right now. Cause, let me, if if, let's say, um, I don't know, um, pull a name out of the sky. Let's say Amara La Negra got cast, got they recast Sharon Carter in the MCU, and they. Uh, cast her with Amara Lenegra just out of the blue um yeah MCU fans would lose their shit and we would see the real side of that toxic yep. fandom as well so yep. you can't mm-hmm. just it's not just DC Comics fandom or Titans fandom or Star Wars it's just fandom writ large oh yeah and definitely that doesn't make it any better um but she definitely does not deserve um, to get harassment for accepting a role. Like, you know. Um, An alien. An orange-skinned alien. Yeah, but yeah, but that just goes to show you how much um, white people are trained to see themselves in everybody. And everything, even <laughs> even an orange-skinned alien, they assume, is white. And they just act all traumatized and shit when they see it's not. Like, it, it, it's like, I don't know, they feel attacked. Nobody. Like, how dare this, you know, not be somebody that reflects me? Exactly. That's, it. That's exactly what it is. How dare this piece of media not center me? that's what it is that's really what it is and white straight white male fans are feeling threatened by the little bit of representation that's cropping up in these genre properties and this is a drop in the bucket to what really needs to be out there to represent the world that we actually live in but they're trying they're trying to stop or prevent progress progress that that makes them feel left out even though most of the people in that goddamn show are white like the like half half of the people cast as titans are white but it's got to be everybody or nothing at all i guess i don't know i don't know Yes. But it's it's definitely that if they they don't feel centered, um, 
that's when that's when the the claws come out. Yeah. And it's, it's um like when you when you're out here casting Scarlett Johansson as everybody but thank a you cis white woman. Um, thank you. Uh and y'all don't say boo about it, but y'all mad about this, you can you can miss me with all of that and you can definitely catch the fade. Yes. Yeah. <sighs> I could talk about that all day, but I won't. Um there's with... so much fuckery going on right it now. Is. Just so this is and this yeah, we don't have enough time in the segment to do all of it, but can we stop with the movies about bigots and marginalized people finding common ground? Can that please, please. catch the fade? The latest of which is a movie called The Best of Enemies, um, which recently found distribution. It's about a civil rights activist that will be played by Taraji P. Henson. Girl. Girl, why? Um, Who reaches a compromise (laughs) with with the KKK leader played by Sam Rockwell, who was just uh, continuing his role from... uh, Three billboards over whatever the fuck that movie was. Um, I don't know, but he played a racist yes, in that too. That's what I'm saying. Um, just just an, an extension of that role. So disappointing. Um, he's like, hey, got me an Oscar, right? I know, right? Let's keep her. Let's keep this racism train running. Um, <laughs> but early, early early announcements made it sound like they were going to fall in love, but I think it's that yeah. they're just going to reach some kind of compromise or common ground um, revolving around their children or whatever. Um, anyway, still. still gross. Um, the film is, yeah, the film is based on a book called The Best of Enemies, Race and Redemption in the New South by Osha Gray-Davidson. And my question is, what the fuck is this bullshit? Um, How can you find common ground with someone who doesn't see you as human? If you're in the KKK, you don't view black people, other people of color as human. Thank you. Look at the history of that organization. They started out as slave catchers. Oh. They have always been a terrorist organization. Let's not even front about that. That is a terrorist organization. But you want me to like, oh hey, you know, we can we can, you know, find, you know, some sort of you know compromise here. Like, no, 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 no. You want me dead. Fuck you. And that's... And by doing this, you're setting this false equivalency where you're saying a KKK leader is the same as a civil rights activist, as if a civil rights activist is going out trying to um, terrorize and attack white people. But they believe that. That's what they really believe. It's not. It's not. See, that's not true. And this this movie would only reinforce that really 
wrong-headed idea. That's not good. I don't, I mean, we already see that today with people equating Black Lives Matter with a terrorist organization. Yep. Yes. We're yes. just trying to stay alive. We're, we're just saying, police, stop killing us. But that's terrorism to them. See, and it's, 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 it's a false premise, and that's why I can't get with this at all. Exactly. Even yep. though it's got... I know. I, in it, like, I know. I love Taraji. I will love her till the day I die, but no. This is a no. Girl, what is you doing? What is you doing? You follow, I understand. You follow up I hidden understand. figures with this, though? Well, she followed up hidden figures with probably yeah, I was about saying, acrimony, but acrimony, still. But, you know, we, 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 see, this is what we need to see. We, we really need to have some better people writing better roles for black women, I swear. Yeah. We really do. Like, for real. Taraji, I can, I'm, I'll write something for you. You know, it won't be this mess. It really won't. Girl. girl. Is it too late for you to pull out, girl? Girl. <laughs> Don't do it. Reconsider. Please. <laughs> Okay, so that's um, what's been going on with films and also the um, one, uh, I think they're about to release it, the one um, Ama Asante um, did. It's got Amandla Stenberg and some other, I don't know who else is in it, but they're supposed to be, you know, a, a German you know, youth and I think fall in love with a Hitler youth or something, but nope. Yeah, that's nope as well. No. But okay. So yeah. That whole concept. And always doing this with black black femmes, black women and black femmes. Please stop this. Please stop. Okay. But um like that all can catch yeah, go ahead. Romantic love. Yes. Or a tingling in your in your privates or whatever, um, it's not going to end racism. It is not. It will not. Stop and stop. Stop trying to make a rom com out of it. What the fuck? I'm sorry. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. Well, they can catch the fade, and also can catch the fade is the murderer of Nia Wilson. And hopefully you know Nia Wilson's name by now, unfortunately. But uh, Nia and her sister Latifah Wilson, they were taking the BART train home after a family gathering. A white male, John Lee Cowell, he stabbed them. Latifah survived the attack, but Nia did not. She died. Uh, Fortunately, there's been some... You know, there has been some outcry from it, and Cal was caught. He's been arrested, and hopefully he will be charged with first-degree murder. I don't know if he has yet, but he deserves nothing less than that. But um, they had, there have been rallies, and there have been gatherings to um, celebrate Nia's life, also to talk about the injustice of what happened to her, 
she was also a rapper, and at one of these rallies in her name, her sister played some of her music. So we're all trying to keep that family, you know, in our thoughts and in our hearts, and also remember Nia and show her the respect and the um, the respect and the celebration of her life that she was due, because her life really shouldn't have ended. Especially not this way, not at eighteen. Yeah, eighteen is still kind of a child to me. Yeah, and the press is trying to do her dirt, dirty as um, they, they do are. with most black victims. Um, they do trying to um, they crop some picture of her with mm-hmm. a gun, um, but come to find out it wasn't. It wasn't really. A, was it really a gun or was it? It was a phone charger. It was a phone charger shaped like a gun yeah so the press dispersed pictures like that on some she's not an angel shit um yeah I just look people do not deserve to be fucking randomly attacked because they're black and then killed and you sitting there looking for a reason yeah. That she was supposed to die. Yeah, to justify it. And what is it about the BART train? Um, I don't know. First Oscar Grant, and now yep. Mia yep. Wilson. What's going on? What's going on in Oakland? Um, I mean, but that's just the... What's, what's going mean, on I in kinda, Oakland is the same thing going on in this whole country. Yeah, it's like I kind of wanna I don't know if it's any if it's been said here if there are any connections but I'm kind of wanna tie this into gentrification as well. Because Oakland, that area in San Francisco, the Bay Area, it is becoming heavily gentrified and also people cannot afford to live there anymore. Yep. And people who have been pushed even like the, the more better off people who work in um San Francisco, they're getting pushed out and trying to find cheaper housing outside of them. And I believe Oakland is one of the places they are trying to go. But And guess what? They are, this is, I think this is also, you know, where, not, not the BART train, but in this location with, you know, um, uh, Barbecue Becky, that type. Yeah, it was in Oakland, how, yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, this is this is why gentrification is fucking violent. It is. It is. Okay. And then you know, we'll try to go live in these spaces that we live in and then try to push us out. And fuck y'all. Yeah. Just fuck y'all. Gentrifiers can catch the fade as well. That's that's an yes. extra fade. Um, yep. Coming, coming in our spaces for the cheaper rents and then want to change everything about the space that you don't like. You yep. want to call the police on people for just living their lives, which is just inherently violent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's happening here in D.C. too. So it's just going to... It's not as bad as uh, the Bay yet. But yeah, it, mm-hmm. it's gonna get there. It's gonna get there. Yep. They're already mad at people, at buskers and musicians mm-hmm. playing outside of metro stations and downtown yes. DC and um, yep. 
like that's what that's what makes our little china block you know colorful I call it I call it China Block because it's not really a whole town. It's not big enough for a whole town. But yeah, y'all y'all getting mad because people loud outside of the goddamn um, Capital One Center. Yep. Like it's a stadium. It's where all our sports events are. It's where all our basketball is played. It's where all our hockey is played. Y'all mad <laughs> about people being loud <laughs> there? Really? Yeah. See, this is why they asses need to stay in the suburbs. But y'all mad because we coming in there because y'all done pushed us out of the cities. Yep. Anyway. Oh, Lord. I could talk about that all day, too, but... Yeah. But all y'all can't catch the motherfucking fade. Fuck (laughs) y'all. Okay, so... Let's move on to some happier topics. And that means dick. Hey. <laughs> so, this week in that print. Yes. And so, who we got up first? Well, um, this is a person that um, used to play a running back for the St. Louis Rams. And I guess hopefully he got out before he could get that CTE. No, right? <laughs> um, now works in the family business as an actor. I am talking about Mr. John David Washington. He is an actor with a famous last name because his father is he is the son of Pauletta and Denzel Washington. I did not know that. Yes, yes he is. Um, I think he's been the inspiration for many many a story by um, our fellow podcaster, Katrina Jackson. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, for one of of her stories um, in the uh, Welcome to Seaport series, uh, he was the inspiration. Oh. Oh, I read the first one of that. And yeah, I think he was the inspiration for the second story. So Okay. For, for right. one of the characters in the second story. Oh, gosh. What is... <laughs> um, I'm not going to embarrass myself and mess up the name of it right now. But um, <laughs> he his latest film is Black Klansman from Spike Lee. He also stars in the HBO comedy Ballers. Uh, and um, what's cool now is that um, movie a lot of movie theaters are showing the poster for Black Klansman right next to the poster for Equalizer 2. So it's like father and son side by side in the movie theater, <laughs> which is really cute. Um, yeah. So, so shout out to John David Washington and his beard and... Yeah. He's handsome like his daddy and uh Oh yeah. Yes, go ahead and um keep this family business running. Alright, cool. Alright. So our next um entry I can't I actually can't believe we haven't mentioned him before <laughs> in this in this segment. It's, it just hit me that we didn't but you may um, have heard his name a lot lately in the past few weeks because, <laughs> yes, <laughs> see, she already know. 
because he is on a hit show that just got renewed, and you may know his voice. The category is... (laughs) I am talking about the one and only Billy Porter. Billy Porter, you may know him now as the actor who plays Pray Tell on the hit show Pose on FX. They just wrapped up their first season. They got renewed for a second. That's right. Yep. He is a singer and actor from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. He studied musical theater at Carnegie Mellon University. All right now. And I was wondering, actually, did did he win this? But, yes, he did indeed win a Tony for his role in Kiki Boots, and he played the role of Lola. I really wish I could have seen that on stage because I saw the movie version uh, with Chewittle years ago, and I I just know he ate that role up. Yeah. Because that's a, that's a good role, and I know from what I've seen Billy Porter do with Pose, he could. Yeah, I know he nailed it. I just know he did. He also won um, some other um, awards for that role. So yeah, they all right. Yeah, now. They loved him. He won a Drama Desk Award and. Outer Critics Circle Award, so okay. PBS, give us a give us a show. Yes. <laughs> give us a copy of the show, PBS. We need to see this. I need to see this. But yeah. But yeah, I finally started catching up on Pose, and I I fell in love with his face. I love his eyes. So, like you, know, you said, like you said, I know his you know his husband does too. <laughs> so, but it's like. Philip Porter, you're that's a beautiful man right there. He really is. And he yes, he does not look forty eight. But um No, he does not. Black don't crack. No, it does not. So when you living right. <laughs> yep. Yep. And uh he's in addition to being on uh Broadway, um he's released several solo albums. Um Ooh. The first one is self-titled, Billy Porter, um, in 97. Also, At the Corner of Broadway and Soul in 2005. And Billy's back on Broadway in 2014. So, um, so, you know, get on your favorite streaming service and search for Billy Porter if you want to hear more of his lovely, lovely voice that you get to hear in Episode 6 of Pose. Yeah, that's just something else. Cause it's like I knew when I first when he when I found out that he was imposing. Like, he's been doing this for a couple of decades now. He has to have been, and it's like now he's in this mainstream moment. And it's like that's how it always is for black actors, mm-hmm. you know, black entertainers. Mm-hmm. You're the, they're like it just. Oh, he's yes. an overnight sensation. Oh no, bitch, he ain't. <laughs> he been putting in that work for because I have been hearing his name for you know like a few years now but it's like mostly associated with Broadway and I don't have access to that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know but it's like still I knew who he was mm-hmm. and I knew that you know he was in Kinky Boots but even though I never did get to see that because like I said I don't have access to Broadway or the stage in New York <sighs> give us the tape yes but Yes, this is why I always love to see them. And, you know, when he, he's doing stuff like Pose and stuff now, it's always exciting to see them because you see what they bring to that stage. Mm-hmm. Like, So he originated yeah. the role of Lola in 2013, and then he reprised it last year on Broadway. Oh. 
All right. So somebody should have taped that. One of those. Yes. One of those dates. Yes. And put yeah, put that on PBS. We need that. Yes. Okay. And just imagine him strutting those hills, girl, and singing his heart out. Just because this yes. man, his voice, this man can sing. <laughs> like, I mean, when when you choose as the first song you ever sing on a TV show. When you choose For All We Know by Naughty Hathaway, yeah, you you know you ain't no slouch vocally. No. Vocal, you know, slouches can't even, can't sing that song. <laughs> no. Vocal slouches can't, don't even attempt to go near Donny Hathaway. They know better. Like, it took his daughter years to cover that song. <laughs> I think she covered it on... The album before, honestly. So, um, oh, so yeah, yeah, this is, yeah, so he knows what he's gifted with, and yep. um, he sang the hell out of that song. Oh, my god, he's amazing! He's amazing. So, tell me what you think of Pray Tell after five episodes of Pose because I'm dying to hear about Girl. this. Oh my God, I love Pray Tell. It's just every time he's up there calling the the um, competitions, the ballroom, mm-hmm. he's just always he's so fucking funny. Mm-hmm. He is so funny and just shady as hell. <laughs> 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 like you are not gonna come on. You are not about to walk that ball. You're not about to walk. And if you're not looking just absolutely flawless, not have him say something like my candy. Will... Oh gosh, he should suck yeah. out of candy. Um, but I'm sorry, but if he gets to say stop, stop the music, just turn around and leave. Yes, yes. Because <laughs> you're about to get you're about to get red for filth, and it's not going to be it's nice. Not. It's, not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. Oh my god! Oh my god. Wait oh till god. you get to the fucking season finale. I can't wait. Okay. Oh my god. But yeah, but it's like I love, but he has range because it's all of that. And then in episode four, mm-hmm. when he finds out his status, just his entire reaction. I mean, it was, I understand exactly why, you know, he reacted that way. It was like, I'm like, oh my gosh, he just fell apart mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and, and was trying and was really trying not to like, I gotta get myself together because I before I go out there and see them mm-hmm. and like just that nervous laugh at first and then just starting to cry and like I can't let them see me like this. Yeah, cause you knew deep down inside he knew it. That's why he yeah. was avoiding getting tested for so long. Yeah, he knew. Yeah, but um, it's just but just having it confirmed was just too much. Yeah. And that's the thing, because I mean, you think back when he was when he, you first see him visiting his boyfriend in the hospital, like the nurse won't even bring his food into him, and didn't give him anything to eat with. Mm-hmm. Like just just the inhumanity and the way they're being treated like that, and just knowing that this could happen to you, and it's probably you know in your future now. Yeah, yeah. Like, and he's not gonna have anybody. Well, he'll have people. It just won't be. Yeah. 
the people he was expecting to. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I love that, and I like this man can act his ass off <laughs> yeah. as well as he can sing, and he's a really damn good yeah. singer. So his his range, his acting range, is equal to his singing range, and it's just yeah, it's just amazing. What a talent! What a talent! And this role was not initially in the show, but he kind of really he kind of. <laughs> He kind of um, lobbied his way into this into the show. He, you know, he oh, wanted to be him. a part of it, and they created this role for him. Good on him. So, um, yes, um, because he uh, he and his friend friendship with Blanca, played by MJ Rodriguez, yes. is yes. such a great part of the show because they support each other, they read each other. Yes. They, yep. but you know, at the end of the day, they are they they really ride for each other. Um, yeah. So, and they lift they lift each other up, and they you know they call each other out when they're not living right. So, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's just he's added like great dimensions um, with his talent to the show. Um, Ooh, I can't wait for you to watch the rest of the show because it just gets <laughs> yeah, better. Just got, more episodes. just got the just got the last three. Yeah, but he yeah Almost it gets it gets even higher. It gets even better um, in the last three episodes. So yeah, oh, the show is so good. I could talk about it forever. But um, <laughs> yes, yes, Billy Porter, yes, come through with the acting and the singing yeah. talent, and in the interviews, I love how he shades. The <laughs> fuck out of these hypocrites who um, are all for um, equal rights and um, supporting LGBTQ rights when it comes to marriage equality, but then when yep. it's time to switch to uh, trans uh, rights because you've achieved marriage equality in all in all the United States. Um, suddenly they take their checkbooks and go home. Yep. So, um, yeah, and and that's pretty much the way that he said it in an interview, so <laughs> he gives no fucks. So, <laughs> yeah. um, that's why we love him. He's amazing. He's amazing. You can just, you just feel like he has yeah. a great big heart. Yeah. So, um, yeah. All right. Okay. Thank you, Billy. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay. And now on to woman's vocab. Today's vocabulary word is fetishization. Fetishization. Mm. This means to have an irrational obsession with something. In this sense, the fetish does not have to be sexual in nature, but rather indicates an obsession or desire to possess something intangible that cannot be commodified or owned. For instance, racial fetishization manifests in a desire to possess something believed inherent in that particular race, such as a character trait or attitude. Okay, so yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that lately. So. Yeah, yeah, you've been, yeah, I bet you've seen that a lot running through Pose. Exactly, because, yeah. Uh, the trans women on that show, um, whether they're 
doing sex work or not get fetishized. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And you can see the, the violent effects of that. Mm-hmm. When, you know, people take away support. Yep. Because... Yes. Uh, you don't have something that they fetishized. Um, even when it's, even when it's the best thing for your mental health and um, just exactly. ha- just happiness in general. Yep. Um, people demand. Okay, let me let me stop spoiling episodes that you haven't seen yet, but. Um, <laughs> I think I've seen the episode of what you're referring to. I've seen that, but yeah, um, there's some there's some other stuff. But yeah, there's okay. the char- there's the character that white boy Stan is definitely dealing with fetishization. Yes. He just yes. doesn't have a name for it, and yeah. Angel doesn't have a name for it. But she yeah. she knows it when she sees it, when she hears it. Yes. When he tells her that story about seeing um, a trans person in a um, porn magazine, and the, yeah, that point, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's textbook fetishization right there. Um, yep. And yeah, it's wild that a lot of people didn't seem to understand that when um, that scene happened, mm-hmm. and they thought that. They didn't understand why Angel kicked him out. Because he wasn't seeing her as a person. Nope. So they're like, well, he he just bought you this apartment. Why are you kicking him out? Girl, what are you doing? Like, yeah, and? Does he see me as human? What? I'm supposed to let him continue fetishizing me and just be okay with that because he bought me an apartment? Yeah. Or he rented an apartment. Yeah. Like you said, the rent was only paid up to like three months or something like that or for three more months before she left. But I mean, man, and it's just, and the, it's the way that they, um, that it's, it's rich white men mostly that you see. Mm -hmm. On this, because you know, Electra's sugar daddy, mm-hmm. Christopher Maloney, he does such a good job playing trash rules. <laughs> he, he he just plays the grossest white man ever, and I'm like, oh, and he's good at it. And so, just the way he just blatantly says this to Electra, I'm just like, I wanted to choke him out he and throw him to off say a cliff. He loves her. If you, I know. If you if you love her, you wouldn't keep her from doing something. One of the one things that would make her happy and feel more um, happy in her body and in herself. And for ten years, she avoided going Ooh. to the doctor for ten years. Living with no one. See, it's it's makes sense now. No wonder she's been so mean and bitter. Yep. She's been living with this self hatred just to just to keep food on the table. Mm-hmm. Just yep. imagine all the, the the 
the dis the body dysphoria that she's been going through for ten years. For ten years. Yes. Just to make somebody else happy so she could survive. Yes. That would make a bitch bitter. That will make a bitch yep. bitter. Yes. I'm yes, I'm seeing so much so much more um depth to Electra now. Yeah. Yeah. I think I liked her from the beginning, but it's like when you started finally seeing what her story was, I'm like, ah, I get you now. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I, shit, I'd be, hell, I'd be putting on airs and, you know, trying to just make myself believe, you know, I'm really big and important and all this stuff, too, because it's the one person who's standing, because there is just this one person standing in the way of what I really want, and I kind of feel like maybe there's not a lot I can do about it now, but I'm so glad she finally decided, and her doctor was really good about it, too. Yes. Her doctor was really supportive and told her, look, you can't, this this is what's going to make you happy. And this is for your own mental health. This is for your own sake. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, how many, you know, how many trans women actually get that type of support, you know, from their healthcare professionals? Yeah, yeah. And they're not treated like, oh, something's wrong with their yeah. mind or whatever. Like, yeah. Or something like that. Um, yeah, they have some sort of mental disorder. No, somebody yep. who's like, okay, we're coming in with the base knowledge that you are a woman, and we're just getting the outside to reflect the inside. This is what you want. Yes. This is the body you want. So that's not, a, you know, if there's something we can do, you know, to help, this is what we can do. It's not about, you know, judgment. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that was kind of a relief to see. But, yeah. So, I mean, wow. That shit is, yeah. I really do like this series. It just, it just brings, it just makes a lot of things clearer. Mm-hmm. You know, at least from my understanding. It's like, okay, see, you see kind of this scenario, like, this is how it was in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Like, ah, okay, this is what's going on. And, but you know, this is the way it still is. Yeah, yeah. There's so much context. So much context. And um, yeah, it's so good. Ah, yeah. Okay. Um. All right. Well. Okay. Well. Yeah, we're done. (laughs) So. (laughs) And that was our show. We hope you enjoyed it. And um, you want to talk to us about it? You can find us on Black Girl Squee at Twitter. You can find us on Tumblr, Apple podcast and google play like we said before we have a patreon so look us up on patreon at black girl squee uh if you want to contact uh us individually i am at indus corner dd is at dust daughter collectively we are black girl squee and also our email is black girl squee at gmail.com the podcast is available on apple Podcasts, google play podcast and your favorite podcatcher using your rs our rss feed and, of course, all of our episodes are up at blackgirlsweet.simplecast.fm. So, until next time, bye! Come on, Come near to me. Give me one chance, I'll make it the best. I promise that you'll understand Let's go, Layla! Anything you have in mind. Yeah, yeah.